Lots of cars driving fast, speeding round the track Nobody beeps cause he ain't got horns But ain't got tires that fall apart At least they've got the F1 club to cheer them all along And put in all their antics in a Parker's and a song Parker's and a song Hey! hey. <laughs> right, we're, uh, we're still joined by John Redmonds. Thanks for inviting me along for a second podcast. <laughs> it was very difficult to uh, persuade you to come up here again from Margate at such short notice, but thank you. Canada, Canada, a race that uh, historically is a lot more exciting than the Monaco one. It's normally one worth showing up for. As uh, we all did. Yeah, as we all did. It as we all did. It was pretty much the entire club, wasn't it? For an F1 club turnout. Apply now for pin badges and F1 club member profiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. Unfortunately, for the Canadian Grand Prix, we were reduced to Sky coverage, something that we have not visited. Dry coverage. For a while. It seems that they've sacked Damon Hill in a time that I've not been watching the <laughs> Sky F1 coverage. Yeah, that Sky commentary is like watching Andy Townsend commentate on the football, if anybody's had the misfortune. What's with the super friendly style of the female presenters, Natalie Pinkham? Yeah. When she's down in the uh, chatting to the drivers. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And it's quite a little obvious. bit off putting. If she started up to you and did that in a nightclub, you'd think she's a psycho, <laughs> wouldn't you? Don't you think? Redmond's? A good psycho? <laughs> a psycho worth spending half an hour with, maybe, and see where it goes. Like Lee McKenzie. Pretty good example. Oh, you can't knock Lee. No, you can't knock Lee. She I does th- try hard. She, I think she's very good, but. Does she, she rely on her looks? Uh, she is leagues ahead of the Sky female presenters. And certainly leagues ahead of uh, Jacques Villeneuve, who was their um, renter pundit for this race, who just looked... Aggro. He looked he looked <laughs> aggro, but I did enjoy watching his head slowly burn over the course of the weekend, <laughs> which is quite fun. Was he, a, or is he a regular feature of the, the Sky pundits? No. Or is he just brought in as a, a special guest for that one? Well, it was um, kind of... A slight macabre angle, but I think it was 30 years since the death of Jules Villeneuve, which oh. was being celebrated, if you like. And so they had Jack Villeneuve driving his dad's car, and they filmed a bit of that for Sky. And he's French-Canadian, Canadian Grand Prix, all kind of fitted together. But uh, as a pundit, he's so down on F1, because F1 history has kind of painted him as being a bit rubbish, which he was. And um, clearly thought he was... Still amazing, didn't they? He yeah. knew everything about everything. He raced for Williams for a bit, then he went to BAR for a bit, of course, yeah. and then he went to Sauber for a bit, and that's when people really saw how bad he was because he was just terrible. And then when when Sauber became BMW, I think he was there for one season, and um, he was just getting his ass kicked by everyone, and then he he kind of left. And was he an aggro driver? Yeah, he was always very opinionated. He always thought he. Bit of a Ralph Schumacher, really. It's like, always thought he knew best, whilst everyone else was overtaking him left, right, and centre. Yeah. So Sky, Sky coverage <clears> got <throat> a thumbs down again from us. Should we move on to uh, qualifying? Yeah, I think we should. Qualifying. What can you tell me? Massa made it all the way through to Q three. Yeah. Well, incredible. Incredible. Awesome. It's amazing what happens when you're threatened with a sack at point blank range. Yeah, I mean, he has been for so long, hasn't he? But something's changed in him over the past few weeks. He's passed the crap button to button. I know, the virus has yeah. <laughs> been moved on. I mean, Didn't button do a strategical move in Q3? Go on. 
Did the tyres? He'd wasted all his tyres, so it wasn't even worth him going on the run. <laughs> a crazy strategy, but it might just work. But it didn't, as you'll find out later on. <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to spend time working on my rain dance. I've got a theory about Button that I was ranting to you about the other day. Well, in fact, I've got a couple of theories, but one of them is that he needs to shave off that stupid facial hair. Because he's been doing badly ever since he's been toying with moustaches and goatees and all the rest of it. Um, and the other one is I can't help wonder if maybe there's a bit of the Benjamin Button thing going on and now he's actually just too young to drive a Formula One car. Really? Yeah, maybe he started off old and he's just regressing and becoming <laughs> younger and younger and now he's about seven or something and driving a car that big has just proven really difficult. Could be, could be true. I mean, the name fits. Yeah, well, exactly. Button. <laughs> I thought when he went to McLaren they'd shave that that kind of beard thing off I don't have a problem with beards I don't there's a lot of facial hair going on in the room right now as it goes I don't mind him with the stubble don't get me wrong it's when he tries to cultivate it in such a way it just doesn't work and, and his driving hasn't since he's been doing that so I think I think just crack out the Gillettes and start getting your ass on the podium again I mean if he really wants to get pole position I reckon head Eyebrows, armpits, everything. Yeah, just show the full it. Monty. That will freak Lewis out. You won't know how to join that. I'm sure. <laughs> Jensen qualified tenth, 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 but only tenth because Maldonado crashed out in Q2. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, he would have been eleventh. Well, what are Jensen's problems all about? Do we think? He did a funny interview where she said to him, "And in what areas is Lewis better than you?" And he went everywhere, and walked off. Which, according to recent reports, he does get moody, and they're trying to present this moody Jensen, but he's always lovely. And he was the one that actually said that, didn't he? He came out a few races back and said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not all smiles." I yeah, of course you're not all smiles. You keep losing. <laughs> of course you're all smiles when you were winning. They all are. <laughs> I've got the faith. You got the faith. I've got the faith in him. In you know, Jensen, we know he's. We know he's just. Pushing a bit over the over the edge now. He was never really quick enough. He's a little bit too old. Over the edge or over the hill? Over the hill. You know, sometimes blind faith is good to maintain your interest in a sport. Ignorance <laughs> Living in a fantasy land, almost, <laughs> you can say. I just think it's amazing he's done so well for so long to beat Lewis. Because Lewis is clearly quicker than him. Yet, when conditions allow, buttons abilities... Shine out somehow. as they did a year ago in Canada, which exactly. and they were showing just a clip of that uh, at the beginning of qualifying on the BBC coverage. It was the shoddiest, tiny montage of that race, but still, now when you watch it, it gives me goosebumps. You just go, How could you have gone through every single position on the track? All those pit stops, two fender benders with Alonso and with yeah. Hamilton, and still, and the ultimate intimidation to make Vettel do that. Yeah, incredible race, and then here you are. 12 months later. He can't understand when he's losing, yet we can't understand when he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But um, I think Jensen's woes, like a lot of people's woes, are just this whole tyres thing. I know like Jensen won the first race of the year, but um, the loss of the rear diffusers off the cars, and I read a lot about how Jensen likes a stable back end. And now he's got a nervous back end. <laughs> and uh, this nervous back end is making him nervous. Mate, he's not going to be looking forward to the Indian Grand Prix then. Plenty of nervous rear ends going on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that happened in qualifying was De La Rosa in the HRT out-qualified two Mauritius and his own teammate. Out-qualified three cars. Pretty impressive. HRT. Yeah, come on. Hopefully someone from HRT is listening to this because uh, 
we've been supporting HRT for quite a while now. Religiously. Since day one. Yeah. I don't think that's over the top. Uh, and we, all we want is a little something in return. Shall we come out with this? Yeah. Then? Yeah, why it's not? not? It's not all tape. I think, you know, as an innocent bystander, I would say, you have as much to offer them as they potentially have to offer yeah. you. We're as big a givers as we are takers. Well, it's, it's an open letter then. HRT... We've noticed that um, Catrum have done a deal with the Japanese pop stars, which are like a dance band. But we are offering our services, or rather I am offering WAG services, <laughs> to... Uh, we will soundtrack any HRT party or corporate event. We will come to the Grand Prix, we will dance around, and we will basically make HRT a percent cooler than they are now, I think. We will give you free music if you take us around the world and let us party with you. It's a fair deal, right? Come on. Ish. So if anyone out there from HRT is listening, please get in contact. Yeah. I think that's all that happened in qualifying, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. All right. To the race? Race. Normally at the Canadian Grand Prix, there's only safety cars and all kinds of like chaos. But this time, there wasn't one, was there? I noticed uh, De La Rosa held onto his position in the HRT. That's all I was watching the race for. All I could see was the three people at the front, really, and that's that's all the, the coverage was really following was that uh, that dogfight. That and Massa, though. Oh, yeah. Uncharacteristic form until lap six. <laughs> Bit of a spin-out, or a wig-out, meltdown. What do you reckon? Do you reckon Massa's saved himself on this race with looking like he's not completely awful? Or you just condemned himself? They're, they're openly talking about his replacement, aren't they? He's now fighting to hang on to his drive till the end of the season. Do you reckon he'll replace him mid-season? If he performs as he performed in Canada, he'll keep his drive to the end of the season. Really? I reckon just. And if he does any worse than that, then they're going to have him out before him. He still lost. He, he still went backwards in the race, though. You spin once and you like lose a handful of places. That's a good. That's a well, good day out for Massa these yeah, days. Yeah. He hasn't got the the attention span anymore, has he? Who would you like to see in that seat, there, Edis? Oh dear, you guys were banding about all kinds of exciting things like... Schumacher. Schumacher, <laughs> yeah, that would be mine. I'd definitely go for that. But yeah, I don't know about like putting Lewis in put Lewis in a Williams. Now that that's going to be well on form next year. Yeah, the whole driver's team. market this year is going to be insane. Good. I can't see Alonso wanting someone good as a, you know, as a number two. He wants, he wants to be number one and you know, Ferrari works best like that. But they need a good number two. He's not going to be a Schumacher, though. Get Berger back. <laughs> Get Berger back. What's Sean Lacey doing these days? Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's losing the Indy 500 by a country mile. Actually, Schumacher in this race, he was one of the highlights, although it was a bit of a low light for him, that DRS rear wing failure, which is quite freaky to watch, wasn't it? You think these, these cars, the pinnacle of technology and all the rest of it, and yet five burly yeah, dudes can't them. close a, a Five burly dudes literally punching the rear wing yeah. trying to make it close. It just wouldn't go down. It was mental. Poor old Schumacher, though. You think out of... I mean, Hamilton won the race. And out of those eight drivers in the top four teams, they've all won a race now. Apart from Schumacher, who's not even had a podium. It's harsh. Yeah, it's bad luck. He's masking the good performances of, of Rosberg, isn't it? It's... If he'd finished all his races where he's had bad luck, he would have finished so far behind Rosberg, he would look like a fool. He would have finished behind Rosberg, definitely. Mm. I'm not mm. sure if he would have finished so far back, you would have looked like a fool, though. Be consistently behind him, whereas, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he was qualifying, out qualifying Rosberg and out finishing him, and now. He has been incredibly unlucky. You think about all the times in the, in the 90s when we used to watch him, when it was Damon Hill or whoever, like, crashing out or retiring, and Schumacher would always seem to fluke to victory in the same way that Vettel. Seemed to have all the good luck last year. 
Schumacher retires out of the race and still has only two points in the championship. In his second career, as he calls it. Which used to be out that second career stuff. His second career was in motorbikes, wasn't it? And he was really bad at that. <laughs> yeah. This is his third career. Back to something you can actually do. If you Google image search Schumacher motorbikes, there's a picture of him crashing headfirst into the tarmac. It's <laughs> the only thing that shows up for it. That's all we have to remember his career by. All you have to think is Germans, take my breath away, Berlin, Top Gun. Therefore, all Germans think they are Tom Cruise when they get on a bike. <laughs> McLaren pit crews, Tom Cruise. You get your crew, I'll get my crews. <laughs> still struggling. Still, yeah, still struggling. Every uh, time. To be fair, the, Hamilton's first pit wasn't as slick as it should have been, but that was his fault, wasn't it? Kind of just deserts for uh, Hamilton, really, after he coated off his own team so hard. And now this time he misses something up and he has to like eat it. Then, uh, true to form, his second pit stop, they were again spooning the rear tyre change, so not entirely blameless. Are they ever going to get it right? But as we were saying earlier, at least McLaren are being consistent. Button is consistently bad these days and the pit crew consistently find their jobs really difficult. And... uh, well, Lewis is being consistent as well with his points. It's the kind of consistency that HRT have been renowned for for being consistently last. Should we talk about the race or just pit stops? Come on, let's give me something about the race. One thing about these tyres, now I don't know if this is me just being stupid, but tire, the tyre degradation there is so much that even on the straight, it scrubs off so much speed when the tyres have gone. I don't know if that's you know supposed to happen or not, but it just seems crazy that even in a straight line, once the tyres are gone where the grip shouldn't matter, you're only trying to go straight. Yeah, they're obviously, yeah, when they're gone, they're so gone that they're useless. It is a weird one, because when we watched uh, like Alonso, when he, he was the one who really suffered from the one-stop strategy and having your tyres just fall off the cliff, as they say, towards the end, and he was just getting picked up on the straight. But yeah, I can't fathom that either. Surely you just put your foot down and go. But... Well, there was only one chance. Who was it in the first race when their tyres went? Uh, Raikkonen lost. That should have been the lesson to everyone that... When they go, they've gone. And yeah. Ferrari just ignored that and paid the price massively. Yeah. Yeah. What was weird for Ferrari, and they've made quite a few tactical bad decisions this year, was that they had Massa out there who wasn't really doing much way down where he was. But he he pitted earlier, and so they had him as an understanding of how much time they could have gained from pitting Alonso, but they chose not to. Ferrari seemed to have, um, even though they performed very well this year, They've thrown away races they could have done much better at, I think, through... Uh, it's a real case of just kind of bury your head in the sand and kind of hope for the best, really, isn't it? Kind of... They seem to have like, lost that understanding of how to win. It's like when, when Pastor Maldonado won for Williams, you can almost see it was a team that had won races before. They knew how to play it. They knew how to kind of keep him cool. They just knew how to win races. It was still kind of exciting though, <clears> watching <throat> Lewis hunt down these cars and overtake them. And it was good to see him actually finally win... A Grand Prix this season as well. Yeah. I mean, it should have happened a lot earlier. He never wins when his bird's there. But she was there this time. Yeah. Normally, normally he lets her down. It was all about the bubble, wasn't it? The uh. people allowed into the Hamilton bubble. He's got the balance right, and he had his manager there this weekend. He had Simon Fuller there. I thought everybody in the bubble had an American accent, including Lewis. If you step into the bubble. First rule of the bubble. Well, yeah. the first rule is no one talks about the bubble. Yeah. Second rule is you have to come in with a, a, an Anglo-American accent. What's going on with Button's bubble? All the main players in the bubble were there. I'm glad that um, Hamilton's got a happy bubble, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as interesting as, as when he had a sad bubble. 
Well, that was interesting, wasn't it? It, was it, it, it made for good viewing, but it, it really was a sad bubble. And it was a sad bubble. One yeah. race does not make a happy bubble. This championship will be won by bubbles. We were talking about, you know, the Ferrari not obeying the obvious strategies with the tyres. And how about Lotus being anonymous the whole way and then Grosjean coming through? Did they obey a strategy or just failed to even pay attention? Well, I don't think it was covered, was it? It was all so about those three. And yeah, when Grosjean came through and he, he took... He was on a one-stop, but he managed to look after his tyres. or something. He was, was on a one-stop one. as yeah. well? Yeah, I'm sure. Because he came through, he took Vettel and he took Alonso, didn't he? Yeah, facts you might want to mm. check out before <laughs> you focus on. I'm yeah, sure we've had these facts before. <laughs> yeah. And Sergio? I thought it was the key to the, both their successes. They didn't figure at all, but by... Virtue of the fact they stuck it out there and they made their tyres last. And Which for the is Ferrari's what is supposed to be good at. Was good at before the emergence of these tyres, wasn't he? And Perez actually... Was it Perez's first race with the Pirelli tyres where he managed to do the whole thing on a, a one-stop yeah, last one season? Was it was his first ever race in F1 yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, and he, and he was just blinding people with how he'd done it. Before that race, and no one had used the Pirelli tyres before, and they were like, it's going to be a four-stop, a five-stop race, and everyone was going mental. And um, Perez stuck it out there in his first ever Grand Prix on one set, and I think he, the Sauber car was later deemed illegal because of some rear wing thing after that, but... He, he's very but he's become renowned for that and I, yeah he, we shouldn't really be too surprised that he's up on the podium and um, Sauber this week said uh, this car's the best car they've ever made even rating it above their BMW days when they won a race if Sauber can hang it out there for the rest of the season that'll be impressive I mean when they go to Valencia it'll be seriously hot they could have another good race there again, I think. Who's got that new bendy wing? There's oh, Williams. So the beauty contest that McLaren have been caning is under threat from the Williams. Yeah. Swoopy rear wing. Well, the, McLaren cashed it in when they uh, they went from low nose to mid nose after they gave it the fat one at the beginning of the season about how beautiful their car was, and then they saw the others and thought. But they still have, hmm. but they got the kink now, I think. It's they haven't mild... got the boxer's nose though, have they? No, it's a mild it's no kink. Cross. It's just a high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's no cross nose. Because uh, they've traditionally made very low cars, McLaren, so they can get away with this kind of slight kink in the nose. But everyone else has gone for maximum height you can get away with, which has led to this seriously boxed look. They've admitted defeat though, they've had to raise it up a bit. So I'm pretty sure next year you'll see some horrific... McLaren thing but surely they would have changed the regulations again by that point to say you can't have well they said that this year I think the FIA said that if they realised how many ugly cars there were going to be as a result of this regulation then they would have somehow outlawed the boxer's nose or something and say you've got to come up with something a little bit more aesthetically yeah I'm kind of used to it now though so if we start pressing for female female presenters that actually know the sport then we're going to get punished with nothing on the beauty stakes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like for like philosophy yeah. <laughs> so to summarise the race Lewis Hamilton won second place was Roman Grosjean third place was Sergio Perez and the Sauber so well done did, the three of you did Bunty do a full day's work did, sorry what did Bunty do a full day's work Bunty yeah. what button yeah well, where did Button end up? Another six laps off the drift. I think he was once he again. Was, well, he was going to be. Well, he was lap, wasn't he, by Lewis? But that was the awkward moment as you saw Button with Lewis coming up, yeah, about oh, to lap horrible. him, and 
it was almost like a, a very gentlemanly thing of Lewis to do, just hit the pits at that point so that the cameras didn't actually see him taken out. Yeah, it, it, did, it did look that way. Because, I mean, I think Alonso and, Ham- and uh, Massa have had a few moments like that, haven't they? Where it's like, and here he's going to lap his teammate. This is going to be pretty horrible for all the Well, with Massa, though, you, kind of, you kind of expect it. Massa being, you know, his form throughout the whole season. Yeah. But um, I don't think anyone really thought that there was going to be a point where Lewis was about to lap Button. But, but it, almost, well, it almost, it did happen, but the cameras didn't, luckily didn't uh, <laughs> capture that moment in its full glory. Well, we'll have to watch and see how uh, Jensen fares in Valencia. Because if he has another stinker, I think then people will start talking about the rumours will start at that point about what's to be done with Jensen. Is he gone? Is he over? You know how Ma- it was with Massa when people were ready to have him burnt at the stake mm. about a couple of races ago. Then <laughs> <clears throat> he like has a reasonable race for him and all is forgiven. Job for life, button. <laughs> Till Whitmarsh gets knobbed off by Darth Vader. It's all over again. <laughs> it's a future I never saw coming. But it could happen. So that was the race. Yay. Bunny's suggestion box baloney. It's Bunny's suggestion box baloney. Suggestion box is a bunch of ways to improve your race from auto notes and rock their faces. Bunny's suggestion box. Bunny's been in the press, giving it the large one about how good uh, the Sky coverage has been and what a great success it's been and how uh, this could be the beginning of the end of the free-to-air coverage. What a What a f***ing What a f***ing are you going to that in? I'd love to in the What a What a You created it. Don't ruin it now. You're rich enough. Everyone's rich enough. Concentrate on good racing and let everybody watch it. Bernie's suggestion box baloney. It's Bernie's suggestion box baloney. Suggestion box is a bunch of ways to improve your race from all to to rock their faces. Bernie's suggestion box. And that was the Canadian Grand Prix for 2012. Not quite as exciting as last year, but it was all right, nonetheless. It was, it was all right. A, it was okay. And now we move on to Valencia, a very unsavoury race indeed. Predictions? <laughs> Predictions? Ribbons. How does it survive, the European Grand Prix? They, they've cut the uh, attendance down, or how many tickets they're selling, they've cut it by a fair few thousand because it's such a damp squib of a race it amazes me why I'd keep it in Valencia European race good idea give it to someone different each time surely it's like a showcase event. yeah I've never well it's because of the Alonso factor that's why they put it in Valencia but I've never understood the tag of European Grand Prix because loads of the races are in Europe so why have a race called the European Grand Prix but uh, well, predictions for it go on what, who do you reckon going to win I think we're going to see a Lotus on the podium I think we're going to have another Another constructor, another oh yeah. My God, eighth winner, Gross John, dressed as a Roman, Fat John. I think Gross John could do it. I, I really, really do. Yeah, oh, I think that Gross smile John. could power him to victory. Maldonado's hot though. Really? Maldonado's hot, but he's a messy monkey. When he makes no mistakes, he's brilliant. But I'm making a prediction on Williams for next season being red hot. Don't know why I'm feeling it. I'm just feeling good about him again. Obviously, obviously, but they're going to have to be selective about who they put behind the wheel, though, surely. So, yeah, I'm going with a Lotus. You're going to go Gross John? I reckon out of the two, I reckon Lotus and Goujon. I'm going to go for another Hamilton victory. The first two races. You think he's rediscovered his, his mojo for first? I think he's, he's been the fastest driver this year. He's had a bit of bad luck, but he's the most likely candidate. If the team hold together and put in another good show, then I reckon Hamilton will win it. That's my prediction. They're much better relaxed, aren't they, really, as a team? They, they're good at leading from the front with a cushion. When they're up against it, they make mistakes in the pit. 
Hamilton so, expects to win, so he's more comfortable winning. So you, what are you saying, Hamilton as well? Well, you said Hamilton. <laughs> Wouldn't want to rob your guy. I couldn't predict because this season has been such a... <laughs> so unpredictable. Such a lottery. Yeah, it's so hard to understand. <laughs> the fans will walk away, etc, etc. Yeah, this is the first time I'm seeing the light on the DRS and, you know, this manufactured, exciting racing... It's horrible to accept that this is actually, you know, making racing more exciting, but it does. Yeah, I'm all up for another different winner, if that's the way it's going to be. I don't subscribe to the uh, it's getting boring thing. So, anyway, uh, we'll be watching the Valencia Grand Prix. We'll be podcasting from it a fair few days after the event. Suitably slack. Yep, suitably slack, as always. Um, It sounds like a hen part is fired up next door to us, so... We're going to head over there now. <laughs> to drink <laughs> their booze. Yeah, and we will see you after the Valencia Grand Prix. Hi-ho. 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 Lots of cars driving fast, speeding round the track. Nobody beeps because he ain't got horns, but ain't got tyres that fall apart. At least they've got the F1 club to cheer them 